Electricians, they don't clean up after themselves. They turn up for half a day and get paid more than everyone else. Maybe a couple of the reasons why other trades, they, they seem to hate electricians. Toolbox talks for electricians back once again to help load electricians with the tools and skills they need to reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Also here to tell you why other tradesmen, they just seem to hate an electrician. With a few little tips, you can maybe get your own back on them other tradesmen. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a fantastic day. It's Ben Poulter, your host here once again. And what's the problem with other trades towards electricians? The main rivals, I think, are plumbers. Well, personally to me, yeah, they get in the way. They rip your cables out the wall where you've took your time to install them. And they're always in the areas that you want to work in. So I think if you're working as an electrician, it will be hard to say that, yeah, I've never fell out of a plumber at all. Because I have fell out with no end of plumbers. And I would put it down to the main reason is probably workspace. We both work in the same sort of areas. Plumbers need to be all over the property, all, all, all over site, and so do electricians. But the difference is electrician will be all over the property, connecting every single switch and socket and light fitting. You're not just in one area. When a plumber says, sort of, I'm working in this area at the minute, you, you don't need to be here, do you? They're probably sitting there for a couple of hours or an hour or two, fi um, fixing a rad to the wall maybe, and plumbing it in. Or electrician, they'll be in the whole room. And not just in that room, they'll be back and forth to the fuse board to make sure it works and wire in different positions, and then also carry on the feed into the next room. So we're all over the place, all over the site. And this is what happens. We, we obviously get in each other's way. But we've both got a job to do. And when it's a tight scheduled, things can get a bit hectic. When you, I mean, We both obviously want to get them done as fast as possible. If the plumbers are ahead of the spark, and they'll be at you to say, like, when's, when's the power going to come on? I need to test my boiler. When, when's the power going to be on? I want it on ASAP. And then us as electricians, we want to make sure everything's spot on first before we actually turn the power on. For one reason is we don't want to blow that PCB board in the boiler because if it gets damaged, it, well, it's going to be our fault, isn't it? So I personally tried to get all the electrics done and finished before the plumber even comes in to do the property. Then if there's a problem, the way they've maybe gone through a cable or they've moved the cable, then you know for a fact that that's what they've done. You, you can't just move it out the way. A lot of the time, they they just move it out of the way thinking, oh, the electrician will sort it out. But if you're done and dusted, then it's their problem. And I've even had it before where I've gone in after the plumber. The plumber's been in there. Where it was a property we were... It was putting a boiler in. It was a rented property, so it was empty, and we were doing all the electrics and all the plumbing. And the plumber went in there, fitted his boiler, so I went in after him, and I lifted the floorboards, obviously, to get my wires under there. And the plumber had only gone to put a screw through his own pipe. Like... I don't know how you laid the pipes down, you put the new pipes in, you put a screw through them. Yeah, I know that accidents happen, but you've put a screw through the pipe that you put in, you knew it was there. You can't be that thick, surely. But I don't think plumbers are the only ones that we have sort of problems with, because I've had a few problems with builders as well. And they, I don't think a lot of them understand what's involved in wiring an electrical circuit safely and properly because normally if they see a light fitting they've got, got an extension and they say yeah you can um come off that light switch you know like, well that's just the switch I, I don't even know what's in there and okay so what are we running maybe just one light or something like that then 
No, we want um, six sockets, a hot tub supply, and it's going to be a kitchen, so you need uh, a six mil feed. They know they know a little bit, so they tell you a six mil feed for the cooker. And you think, it's, it's, it can't happen then, mate. You can't come off that light switch. It doesn't work like that. You might even think, how can someone be that thick? But I'll tell you, that ain't probably ain't the thickest thing I ever heard. Because on a lot of occasions, there's the, the main contractor is the builder. He's the one that's got the job, he's building the extension. And they've got you in as a subcontractor for doing the electric side of it all. And you're given a drawing. They've done fantastically. They've got a drawing. So you quote it on that drawing. So write every position. This is what I'm labelling out. This is what I'm wiring to. This is what I'm quoting for. And that same drawing, obviously you keep it. And then when you go to actually do the work, you measure it out as well. So you get them spot on in the position. That's the kitchen drawing, right? Nice. That's exactly where everything's going. So we've got the hob there, the oven there, the worktop there, the worktop heights. You've got everything because, I don't know, being an electrician, I think you need, to, you need to know these things. You need to geek out and give them the options to say, right, do you want a smoke alarm here or... Maybe do you want undercovered lighting? Or how are you going to switch these lights on and off from that back door to maybe the front entrance where you come in? Do you want it in two-way? You've got to give them options. So you need to write everything down in a quote so you can obviously install it when you finally come to do the job. But as with any install, things change. Things change all the time. Maybe they've, I know, we've just found out them uh, Velux windows are sort of a couple of grand each. Well, yeah, so we're going to knock it down and have two. Right, so now you want more lights in the ceiling. So that's obviously going to change as well because you don't want to have a, a space where there should have been a Velux window and now it's just an empty space. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I, might, I like to make them look nice and neat like they're meant to be there and not sort of an add-on later on. So that will change the whole design of the maybe the ceiling lighting. I think the worst thing is when you, they've got maybe a breakfast bar or this is the dining room table. Yeah, we want that light switch over the dining room table to be switched separately. You never told me that. So I need to sort of configure it at that time. Like, as long as you tell me why the ceiling's down and it's not plastered and painted, then it's okay. We can change it. But after the ceiling's plastered and painted, it's a bit of a nightmare. And it's happened to me before where the extensions turned out to look a lot bigger or come across a lot bigger than it actually is. And um, we don't actually need a kitchen that big. So the builder says, yeah, no worries then, we'll, we'll put in a utility room on the end. So I think, okay, you could put in a utility room, but that's a completely different room. That's completely different lighting. That's, that's a, a new circuit, basically. You can't just come off what you've put in already for that kitchen. And not only that, they've probably shifted everything over. Just that little bit, maybe. I don't know. It could be a minimum. It could be as little as twenty centimeters, but they've shifted it over, and that's not going to fit perfectly behind where the dishwasher goes. Now, that's not going to fit perfectly. It's going to be inside a cupboard. Now, I didn't want to be inside the cupboard. It's crap. I don't want to do connector blocks. It's a new install. You've got to do it properly. And then you've obviously got to let the builder know that this is extra. This is extra work. It's all changing. This is more work for me. And, well, obviously I've got to change what I've put in there. But not only that, you've got to wreck the plasterer's work. Or they've got to re-skim it, re-board it. The chippy's got to put a wall up. So it's all change. So these things are a big... A big change sort of thing. It's not just that easy to stick a wall up. You've got to change the electrics. You've got to change the positioning. You've got to change everything. And a lot of the time, builders might not understand that completely. And it will cause a bit of tension. 
and you don't want to cause tension with other trades because when the plasterer gets his, his sort of hair up and says, oh man, you've wrecked my, my nice finished ceiling. Because plasterers, I know for a fact, love skimming straight over the ceilings. So that's what I do now. I measure out my cables for downlights. So I know exactly where they are and exactly where the joists are. So they can just skim straight over. They, can, they don't have to have the holes in there. They can skim straight over. I know exactly where to cut the hole. Nice and neat and tidy and straight. I hate it when down lights are wonky. So you need to cut the holes nice and neat and tidy. And you can just pull the, the cables out. And it's like, it's satisfying when a plan comes together and you get them cables perfectly in the right place. Because you've planned it beforehand. But if you do, like, piss the plasterers off. They'll want to get you back. And their easiest way to get you back is to either chop your cables off that are maybe hanging out slightly because you didn't want them to cover them up when they're plaster, or the other end of the spectrum, they'll skim straight over it. So they've got a nice, beautiful, plain wall, but you haven't got a clue where them cables are. You, you can measure it out and find it, but it sh you shouldn't have to do that. You left them hanging out a little bit, so the plasters didn't plaster straight over them. I think it would be so much easier if everybody just got along. But that's, that's never the case on site. I've been to industrial sites before where some trades have ended up actually having a scrap. And it was over a van being in the car park. They proper went for it as well, for, for no reason at all. I think the, the, one of the big vans are in the way and the other one wanted it to move. He didn't want to move, so they started having a scrap. They were rolling around in the snow. And I went over to split them up. Um, one of the poor old boys, he got up and he broke his glasses. He had his glasses on when he was fighting. And he was more bothered about, hang about, my, my glasses has been broke, than looking an idiot for fighting. It's no point whatsoever. But if you work on big sites, this sort of thing happens all the time. It's all all about different trades having to scrap with each other. Well, to be honest with you, I have seen scaffolders scrapping with each other as well. After a night out, something fueled on, and they'd had a scrap at lunch, because it had obviously built up tension. And it is mostly among those male testosterone fuel guys, what we all do. And it, it doesn't have to be like that. We all have a, jobs to do, a job to do and we all want to get paid. And we, if we all work with each other to complete that job, all with the customer in mind, because obviously the customer is the one that's paying us, then we can get along better and get that job done a lot easier. And I know it's easier said than done. But if I challenge you today to go up to another trade on site or even in a wholesalers and, and just say, hi, how's it going? Like, how's the job doing today? Like anything, just have a little conversation. Don't wait until obviously you piss them off on site and they have to come at you like a hurricane. Say, oh, mate, you want to move this, you've got to move that. Like that's adding fuel to the fire sort of thing. If they can come up to you, they know you a little bit and go, they can say to you, hey, Ben, look in the way get it out of the way mate it's a bit more laid back and easier you can go nice when i can move it here can you move that there it works out a lot easier because if you've had a little conversation with them before and you maybe got to know you might have some common interests then the problem will be so much easier to fix together now i'm an electrician i'm arrogant and i'm big-headed i think most of us probably are from what i've met of them so what's your opinion of other trades I'd love to hear your stories over in the Toolbox Talks for Electricians group on Facebook and hear what you have to say about other trades. So take a look in the show notes and you'll find the link in there. So until next time, I'll see you again.